Hey there. Hello. Uh, I've got a joke for you. Okay. This, you'll love this one. It's a very, it's a very dad joke. Right. Uh, what did the left eye say to the right eye? Oh, I don't know. Between you and me, something smells. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. Yeah, I thought you'd like, I like that, that one. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And with us today, we've had we have Tim Hootman, uh, legend. Volunteer speaker at Beyond Blue here to talk to us about mental health and small business. Tim, how you going? Very well, thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I've listened to a couple of your um, podcasts. Love the introductions. Love the way you um, create some interesting banter. So I'm very happy to be sitting here talking to you both today. Well, I'm happy to have you here because I f- I feel like I I'm someone might need to fact check this. Mm. You might be the first Tim that we've had onto the podcast. So, I'm no yeah. longer alone. You're right. It feels like there's never a Tim here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name and I think doubling it is only a better. Yes. Outcome. Tim squared. My wor- <laughs> Props for that. Uh, but uh, my worst nightmare is multiple Tims. Uh, <laughs> Well, watch out. Yeah, Dan, Dan has dreams. Yeah. yeah multiple teams. Yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think you're right, Tim. I think this could be the first Tim. So we're, we're trying to come up with nicknames for, for you, uh, Guest Tim. Um, maybe Guest Tim is a good way to refer <laughs> to you. Guest Tim. <laughs> the Hoop Man uh, the hoop was man. one. Yeah. Uh, hoop Dogs. Hoop Dog. There's another one. Yeah. Maybe Garth Dog for you. Yeah. Or just Timbo. Timbo. I like Timbo. Yes. Do, you get many, do you get Timbo very often, Tim? Yes, I get that. Yeah. Uh, a good mate of mine in England calls me the hoop. <laughs> the hoop. <laughs> hoop dreams. <laughs> yeah, I get Timbo. Yeah. Hoop dreams. That's what it is. It's hoop dreams. Yeah. Remember, have you seen that documentary? No. Great documentary. <laughs> Made in the 90s. Follows these young kids trying to go from like high school I, into I the NBA. I do want to watch it. Goes that forever, but it's oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Anyway, Tim. What, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dan How was your week? <laughs> It's been good. Mm. It's been good. As everyone knows, as I keep dropping every week, mm. I'm on the countdown well, to no, my overseas trip. I just want, actually, you're in Europe right now. I'm in Europe. When this episode oh gets God. released, you're in Europe. Wow. How's it going? It's, it's hot. It's hot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plane ride was all right with, with Louis? Probably terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. I'm recovering from that still. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I will for the rest of my holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tim, our Tim is, uh, is going to Europe. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I was there before the heat in late April and May. Nice. And skimmed through, not, not skimmed through Europe, but skimmed through having to worry about heat and all that sort of nice. stuff. It was a beautiful time of the year, less people. Oh. Um, it will be lovely by the time you get there. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be busy. It's going to be hot, but um, we're going to love it anyway. Can't, can't wait for the break. and You'll have a good time. First trip yep. away with our uh, baby boy. So he's only eight and a half months old. So we're very worried about the plane ride over there. I thought I was your, your baby boy. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> he's my second baby boy. You're my first, Dan. <laughs> Here we find You just find the right um, flight attendant and the trip yes. will be perfect. Mm, that's a good tip. I like that. 
make friends with the flight attendant. Yeah. That's a very good tip. That's a very good tip. Mm-hmm. You should always do that anyway yeah. on a flight, I reckon. You should. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good tip. You just, yeah. whenever someone, you know, can make friends, <laughs> a bit of eye contact, a bit of jokes, banter. Just like up there helping them close the <laughs> overhead, yeah. overhead baggage. Sorry, I got the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help them deliver the address before the flight goes. Just make sure Exits. you're very, yeah, yeah, you're very specific. Like, oh, I put it in the overhead. It's in the overhead. <laughs> Closed it. Nothing, <laughs> nothing down in my feet here. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the baby doesn't go on the overhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get confused with the bag and the baby. It's a tempting idea yeah. as well. I mean, it could. It'd be it'd comfy, fit. comfy up there. Yeah. Very dark. Concerning, but it'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd rather be in the overhead, to be honest. Like a nice snug little spot mm-hmm. up there. Just have a nap away from it. Yes. Um, what about you guys? What's been happening? Oh, I've just been so busy with work. Oh, you've been away. Oh, that's not very fun. No, uh, uh, Tim. Tim? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to tell Tim you're on uh, the dating apps now. Uh, any, yeah. any updates there? Uh, swipe left on that. <laughs> <laughs> swipe left on that one. <laughs> so we we a bar, stand there and have a drink and probably be much more rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> we we recently started a new segment, um, Tim, where, where we've decided to swipe right or swipe left like a dating app mm. on new ideas or concepts on the podcast. Okay. So if you hear us refer to we swipe right on that that is a positive yes we swipe left it's bad i'm done i'm done for if i get too many lefts i'm done for it yeah <laughs> invited back no. guy, that tim, but yeah we yeah. only have two of them <laughs> yeah. yeah we're already swiping right on the tim yeah so. we're, we're swipe, swipe right on tim's at the moment um hey robert tim's coffee it's the third tim oh my yeah God. there we go Ooh. um but <laughs> terrible yeah uh, you know things things are good tim um, yeah. nothing really to report. How in are your department. shins? You're doing a lot of running. You're doing a lot of running. Shins yeah. are holding up. I've had to back the runs off. Um, yeah. Doing the city to surf. By the time this episode comes out, actually, I think it's this weekend. What? Yeah. So I will be um, running the city to surf. You're this weekend. very close to doing that. Like three weeks away. Yeah. How far? How long? So it's only 14 k's, but yeah. there's a big hill in the middle yeah. of it. You just walk Is this out. your first? No, I've done the city to surf before, but it's it's my first time getting back into running in like eight years or so. I, I did a few. Did I, I built to a half marathon once and then stopped because I'm not built for running. Um, <laughs> I just injure every part of my leg from you really do from the hip down. Um, shins notoriously terrible. So mm. anyway, our good friend of the podcast, uh, Orford Men on the Street slash Health Point Physio, He's has physio. been treating my shins for me. Mm. Uh, pretty regularly and it's convenient enough that we work out together almost every day so he's there to help treat me yeah Tim have you ever tried dry needling or uh, have you ever had that done on you Mm. yes not it's excellent. It's very yeah, good. It's it, great. It works. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Normal acupuncture, fine. Not a problem with that. Dry needling, real bastard. It really <laughs> hurts. And and Orford has great pleasure in providing pain. He finds all the little secret yeah. spots. And, yeah. Mm. No, it works really well. It, it like my he did it to my legs last week, and I feel much better mm-hmm. this week. Mm. Cool. Well, my tip is slow and steady up the hill, mm. and when you get to the top, keep going. Some people get to nice. something like oh. Great. Mm. Time to rest. I'm nearly there. Yeah. You're not nearly there. You're <laughs> not having done it before. So slow and steady, continual, turn those legs over up the hill. Don't mm. stop. Always I like keep, it. Keep them going. And mm. then at the top of the hill, just keep going. That's a good tip. My um, When I did the City to Surf last time, which was years ago, um, I didn't think I'd make it up the top of the heartbreak hill. And I did. I got there. and But then the, the whole rest of the track's pretty much downhill. Mm. It's like two Ks of downhill for the rest of it, which is great. 
But my dad was telling this story once about this guy that he didn't even know. He, they just happened to be running next to each other and he can tell the guy was about to give up. <laughs> so the whole way up the hill, dad was just like having a crack at him. Like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh he made it to the top. And he's wow. like, Thanks, mate. <laughs> Always save that. something in the tank yeah. so that you can fang it at the end and everybody thinks, my gosh, he's a great one. Look how well he's going yeah. at the end. He must have started late, that guy, because he's weird he's finishing at the two-hour time. <laughs> yeah. Always have something in the end so you look really good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I agree. That's great tips, actually. I'm mm. going to implement those. That's yeah, a good idea. Like uh, what have you been up to, Tim, apart from European holidays? Um, I've just had a week in Melbourne. Mm. Excellent. So I had some time with uh, the, the wonderful people from Beyond Blue, which always fills my cup. Yep. Cool. And I haven't, we haven't been to Melbourne for about a year, so lots of friends, lots of family, lots of whining and dining. Mm. They have some... and the, the, the bars in Melbourne, the little yeah. the tiny little bars in the laneways or just anywhere are great. And it doesn't matter what the weather, they're sitting indoors, outdoors on rooftop bars yeah. and having a nice time. Yeah, yeah it, was good. Good, it was a good week. Oh, mm. that's awesome. Sounds like a great week. Yeah, I'm really jealous mm. of that. Yeah. Um, jealous of all of you going on holidays. And stuff. <laughs> I've got a few booked, but they're not until the late end of the year. So I'm just sort of sitting there wishing I was going. But yeah. I am going to ZeroCon, so yeah. that, that, that'll be fun. I'm jealous of Probably that. Like a holiday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Down, booking a nice hotel. Y- yep. Making the most of it. Yep. We've got a, I've got a hotel booked for a few nights. I'm going to the pre-con party, the mid-con Good. party, mm. the after party. <laughs> so many parties. <laughs> so you'll barely make a day session. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I go for the podcast. So I just spend most of the time interviewing people and, and chatting. Okay. But then we've got the rest of the team going this year who can actually go learn for us mm. and, and pick some things up, which will be good. Yeah. Uh, Tim, business yes. update. Yep. Both Tim's. Tim's a <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you have you read the paper today? Read the paper. Read the news today about uh, Metricon. I choose to consume my news in the audio format. Okay, uh, via so, uh, my Alexa. Okay, device. yeah, nice. Each morning, yeah, nice. Alexa, play the news. That's usually what really. I say. Yep. What news does it read? Does it just read the, you the ABC headlines? News. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I I just I, the first thing I do when I get up is I turn the radio on. I listen mm. to the um, RN breakfast. Just yep. it's always good little chats going on there. But um, yeah, what was on there? Metricon. So they're terminating dozens of fixed price contracts with people who have wow. entered in to build a home. Oh. Um, but they're also writing to those people and saying it's their fault. <laughs> and uh, basically, we were going to keep your deposit <gasps> unless you agree to this fixed new increase in your price. Uh, is that legal? And then they're also, they've got a clause in their contract around, um, I was just reading, this is just what the article says, mm. whether, you know, I'm assuming it's true on the ABC. Um, it was saying that they have a clause that if it's taken longer than a year to get going, then they, there can be an adjustment to the price. Well, that's or, fair or, enough. Or something. I think but, that's fair enough. But that's not the reason these for these they're, they're, they're basically they're trying to get them to jack up the price because they're out of pocket which is fair enough mm. but I think the way they're going about it is not great yeah. but that they're also not paying commissions to any brokers they've just stopped paying commissions oh that's interesting people because there's probably people referring to mm. so yeah it must be a little bit of uh, well yeah costs and uh, revenue problems they're, they're going on in the hardest, those large mm. those large builders yeah. yeah they're getting hit the hardest I mean we've been reporting for months I mean, we see various builders going under. Mm. Um, I'm not saying these guys are, but I'm just mm. saying well, it's not great signs. No, no not, I mean, not maybe maybe signs. they're being proactive. 
and solving the problem. Yeah. For the people who might need to spend a bit more building their house, at least they're not going to go through, potentially not going to go through that mess of going into liquidation and losing all of their deposit anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, the the article I was reading was was basically on the side of the um, home builders, not saying Mm. that, hey, the cost shouldn't go up or something, but it was like, this contract's now going to cost you 70 grand more. Mm. And if you don't pay it, we're going to keep your 25 grand deposit. So it'd be interesting to know like if they've built in profit into that. And I mm. get it. Like they're in business. There's got to be profit. But at the same rate, maybe for those ones, just try and cover your costs. That's and your, just so that you don't go. It's your broke. risk. It's your yeah. risk by entering the mm. fixed rate, right? Because mm. they've assumed that they can keep their costs low by mm. bulk buying yeah. materials. Exactly. Yeah. And they haven't been able to do that. And now they're flipping it. And which just seems a little unfair, but at the same time, they they can't go under. That's a bigger yeah, risk. That's so you, you also should, an issue. You should reach out to these home builders and say, "Hey, we've got some troubles. This is what's going to cost. Let's go through it." Oh, yeah, that's stressful. Very stressful. I said it just piqued my interest when mm. I read that in the news today because we've covered the topic a few times. It was an interesting mm. unfolding event. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the tight ass tip. Yeah. You said you've got one this week. It's travel related. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> My next few tips are all travel related. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, when you went overseas, what bank card do you use when you go overseas? Macquarie. Macquarie. Okay. Yes. They have a travel card. I saw that one when I was doing some research. Um, or is it just a straight I up? I just use their debit card or their credit card because they don't charge international fees. Nice. There's obviously the conversion, but no mm. international fees. Saves you a little bit. I think um, I also have using American Express, which does, but I think sometimes when I looked at it, I thought, oh, great, that's going to save you a lot. But unless you're spending mm. an inordinate amount of money, often those fees aren't that great. Yes. You're still having the conversion, obviously, but not the, mm. the fees. Well, that- but anyway, I chose one of those two because they, had, they were fee. Yeah, and I've always been of of that mold as well. And um, I've in the past taken my orange everyday card with me. Yeah, ING one. Yeah. one, and then we've got a twenty eight degrees Mastercard. It's sort of similar. That's the one I use. Similar yeah. things, right? Mm. Um, and I will still take those with me. Mm. Uh, but I found a new player in the industry called Wise S W W I S E Wise. Yep. Um, and it's essentially, you can just get it as a digital card. Yeah. It's a visa, but they give you the exchange rate at the, um, intermarket rate. Whereas usually with the, with all the banks, mm. with anyone except wise, mm. uh, they will give you the MasterCard daily rate. Yeah. So ba- basically that means they will build it. They will definitely build in a fee into the exchange rate. Yeah. It's close to the intermarket rate that you will Google and find yeah. the exchange rate, mm. but it's not that. It's enough that you'd look at it and be like, oh, it's close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, a, I left my run a bit late here and, uh, and <laughs> I need to find something like quick. Four yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was only looking this up a few days ago and uh, I saw that I could just download it into my Apple wallet. So it's straight on your phone. ready. Straight to on my phone mm. and I could use pay ID to send money there in 10 seconds. Mm. So that's pretty cool. I really like that. Um, and it allows you free ATM withdrawals for less than 350 Australian dollars a month. That's pretty good. Yeah. So... Um, that's a winner for me. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not costing me anything. I know what the fees are when I convert the mm. money and there's different currency wallets. So they've got like oh, 45 cool. currencies. 
That's mm. really cool. So that's a winner. You it's should check that good. out. Can mm. I give you a tip? Yes, please. Phone. Have you sorted that out? Oh, I have not. I have Ooh. not sorted that out. But here's my tip, and I didn't love <laughs> I it. Got it from somebody else. Yeah. Um, I converted my. I've got a um, Telstra. Use Telstra. Yeah, same. I converted my um, iPhone to a Telstra eSIM. Okay. So the eSIM, um, and then when I got, in my case, I went to the UK first. I just bought a um, physical SIM card and popped it in the phone, and then automatically had both. Um, either the Australian or the UK one. How good's that? And so you just that sort of really good because then you didn't have to take it out and put the next one in. Mm. If you wanted to, you could turn on your Australian mobile um, and check messages or something. I didn't cool. really need to do that. Yeah. Um, but you could toggle between the two, and and also it was relatively inexpensive to buy data. And I bought a SIM in the UK and I was able to use it in um, most countries in Europe that I went on, all the countries I went to in Europe. Yeah, nice. And also Singapore on the way home. That was a bonus that I did. How is that? That's awesome. That was was a real trick because I would would always struggle with pulling out the SIM, Mm. putting in the other one, and then they'll all be fumbling around. Yeah. Um, Perfect. eSIM. eSIM. For my Telstra, so it's always E. And then I just. Um, pop in a travel sim whenever I get to another That's country. a great tip. That's a really yeah. good tip because mm. I, I used to always use, so I'm, I'm a recent convert to Telstra. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a Vodafone guy mm-hmm. and they used to just have a thing that you just switch on a button and it was five bucks a day. Yeah. So depending on how long you're over there, mm. it could add up. Yeah. Um, and, but you just use your same data mm-hmm. and plan that you've got. Yeah. So it was just easy, just like five bucks. Mm-hmm. So if I'm there for a week, it's going to cost me 30 bucks and I got the same yeah. phone as mm-hmm. I always did. Um, but that eSIM idea, because mm. uh, I often wondered with Telstra, like, do they have the same thing? Do I need to worry about this? Yeah. Mm. Great idea. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is you really need data when you're traveling now mm. because mm. to book, t- book, book tickets, do all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you can get that data cheap, then um, you save $5 a day or you save yeah. any sort of huge. scary bills yeah. you yeah. get from your Australian I like that one. Um, I also found something interesting along that line. The so 28 Degrees MasterCard, um, they give you three gigabytes of data uh, internationally for roaming. I don't know really? how it works. Yeah, I was like, that seems complicated mm. to, to do that. But um, yeah, I, that's a great tip. I need to look into this because <laughs> I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> next next one off the, yeah, off the list, eh? We're working through the list. Next one off the list. Yeah. All right, well... Um, Let's, let's move on to our main topic, shall we? Let's and do just, it. Uh, push the button there. Topic today, as we spoke about at the very beginning, it's our chat with you, Tim, uh, about mental health in small business and, and specifically as well, you know, the work that you do uh, with Beyond Blue and a bit of information about some of the, um, the programs and support that you can get through uh, Beyond Blue. But let's start broad to start with. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a topic that Tim and I feel pretty passionately about. We've, we've done several episodes of the podcast over the past few years about mental health. Uh, you know, we've both been open uh, in, in the past about times when we're feeling quite stressed and anxious and, and yeah. um, especially during COVID, that was a yeah. big thing for us. For sure. Um, so we know the impacts. We see it every day. We see it in business owners. Mm. Uh, but, but, it's great to get a fresh view and an opinion on it. So, so Tim, from, from your point of view, what do you see? What do you think is, is the connection between your mental health and, and a business? Okay. 
if if you don't mind, I'll just kind of step back um, a bit. When I was running my um, my small business um, for a number of years, I struggled with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I never. It was about two thousand and eight. And way back then, there wasn't as much talk about it, and I had no idea what was going on. I thought I was just failing it, mm-hmm. my business, and and also thought I needed to suck it up. So when I discovered, you know, that I had anxiety when I was um, then um, treated for it and all those things, and started looking after my mental health um, in about twenty seventeen or eighteen, I think about that time when I sold my business, I decided that I wanted to give back. So I um, applied to become a speaker with Beyond Blue. So I've been speaking with them for five and a half years nice. on their speaker networks. So we get to speak to small community groups all the way to big, big business. Um, also have spoken, uh, done a lot of work through their workplace area where they really wanted to focus on small business. Mm. Um, and it's been a great joy. And it's been a really good way for me to give back. Um, selfishly, I get to learn a lot more about mental health along the way. I've mm. probably done over 300 talks for them yeah. um, in various formats, um, in person, similar to this um, podcast, all sorts of some um, media stuff. So I've been very, very fortunate to do that. Um, and I think one of the reasons that I did it was to help the Beyond Blue program remove stigma. Mm. So you're doing that. You're removing stigma by having people like myself and a number of your other guests on it over the years and openly mm. talking about it. Yeah. You guys talking about it, I think it's a real credit to you. It's a real credit to your podcast and to everybody that comes on that talks about it mm. because it's sometimes not easy. No. Not sometimes easy we want to feel like we're really proud and we're really um, – I know in the, uh, in the beginning I did. I didn't want to be a person that had any mental health issues because mm. I just didn't want to be that, that person. Yeah. So being able to talk about it is great. So I got onto their program hmm. and I've had five and a half years of awesome time yeah. in going out and speaking about mental health, taking away the stigma, sharing things that I do, hmm. talking to people in situations like this saying, I was a small business owner and I struggled and I didn't know what to do. Hmm. Um, when I finally got help, it was a massive relief and I could then get on with business. Yeah. Small business owners um, are front and centre taking a lot of the brunt um, day in and day out. Yeah. Particularly if you look at um, bookkeepers and accountants, they're dealing with you know thousands of small business owners that are often in distress. Mm. Yeah. So how do you look after yourself as a small business owner when mm. you've got other small business owners around you that are in distress? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just a bit overwhelming. Oh, oh. It's, it's so overwhelming. We we often make the joke that sometimes it feels like we're therapists to a lot of our clients because Absolutely. yeah, they they you know we're a trusted advisor to them, mm. so they often turn to us when their mm. times aren't doing well. Yeah, um, but that does impact us. Um, mm. we, we're also running a business. We've also got yeah. things going on in our personal lives. Lack of sleep from a new baby. Yep. Separation, which I went through last year. Mm. It, it's yep. it's sort of it's hard to to. Um, to be vulnerable with mm. the people around you. And, and, and as you said, removing that stigma is, is, you know, it is, it's definitely better than it used to be, but it's still there. Um, I and think for pe- sure. People getting into business have a picture in their mind of the lifestyle they're trying to create. Mm. And often it doesn't line up with the reality. Um, maybe at times it does, mm. um, but then you're always going to have those periods of time where 
things aren't working out or mm. you're taking a few hits, you might lose a team member or mm. a client or uh, something else stressful happens, <laughs> whatever it may be. Mm. And it's just not lining up with what you thought mm. it was going to be. And yeah, like you said, Tim, you can kind of feel like a phony or a failure yeah. in those moments. Yeah. I think um, a lot of times when um, you're talking about losing a client, losing a staff member, things not going well, um, often the, what happens in situations when you're in distress or if you are struggling, you one of the f- default places you go to is what's wrong with me. Mm. It's my fault. I spent a lot of time blaming me mm. for all of these other things that happened. Um, and then small business owners, you know, they work long hours, they're busy, they've got the pressure at home, they've got the pressure at work, they've got the pressure of if they've got a team, you know, they've got the pressure there. You've got your um, clients, so mm. there is pressure there. Mm. Um, and as I always say, <laughs> you've got lots of masters, including the tax office. So as a small mm. business owner there, mm. there, which is very different from when you're a PowerYG employee. It's very, very different. So you have lots sure. of masters and how do you juggle those? Mm. And then when something goes wrong, you often go to what's wrong with me. Yeah. Theref- therefore, um it's important to talk about how you take care of yourself. Mm, self-care. Yeah. And I love talking about that. And I, I've done many talks. And one of the things I always say is that self-care is not a selfish act. And in fact, if you're not doing that first, how can you then um, look after all these other people in your lives, whether they be clients or personal. I, I, I love true. that idea that self-care is not selfish mm. because really it's, it's you're giving yourself the space to more effectively help others mm. because if, if you don't, you know, you're not making good decisions, you're rash, you're not going to have focus, you're not going to give attention. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that idea. Yeah, I think like when you're in, when you're in that place that mm. dark place it can feel like a bit of a waste of time or yeah. like a bit of a not a necessity like exercising mm. is an example of self-care or it doesn't always have to be a massage or whatever mm. you might see as self-care but there's many different forms of that even mm. just stopping for 10 minutes and sitting by the ocean mm. as an example but it can seem like you don't have time for that um but if you sacrifice that for long enough, then your health and other things are going to take a tumble and mm. then you're going to have no time at all for anything else, <laughs> whether it be clients, family, or the ATO, um, yeah. and this goes on. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the people around you that need you most, um, you're not in a position to be able to support them because you're not supporting yourself. Mm. And I think, um, and I think when people go into small business, um, you know, it's exciting, it's dramatic, it's fun, um, but it is challenging and it is tough and it's all those things. And often they forget about that and then they go, okay, well, I'll just keep working longer and harder Mm. and everything will be all right. Mm. And it's those boundaries that we put around ourselves put around ourselves around our work around um even our friends and family Mm. that are really important and i always remember saying to people that if you are really clear to people around those boundaries 
So I'm Tim and I run my business and this is my rules of engagement for myself, for my staff Mm. and for my customers and I'm making it really clear to them. So a good example of that is um, when I ran my business, we would email clients between, I think it was something like 8 or 8.30 in the morning to about 5.30, no other time. And we made it clear to them when we were available. Mm. Um, And then I, as a leader, would then go to the staff going, why haven't you um, finished that and why didn't you email Mm. them later and why didn't you, you know, stay back to do that? Mm. Because you can't have it always. Mm. And if you want to look after your business, if you want to look after yourself, if you want to look after your teams, you've got to put these boundaries in place. But then you've got to be true to them. Hmm. Definitely. Um, and you've got to really make and, – and it's hard to do that. And I watch hmm. people who just keep doing stuff. And I've done it myself. But then when you put those boundaries in and you live by it, all of a sudden that gives you that time for that exercise or yeah. the coffee or the walk around the block or and, whatever it is. And you often, I think you often find – you start being more productive within those boundaries as well. So, you know, you, you find ways to, to do more in less time um, because you know, hey, at six o'clock, I'm clocking off. I'm not mm. doing anything past that time because I've got to go home. I've got to go do this. I've got to go do that. Yeah. Um, so you, you try and be more effective and efficient in the hours that you do have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my experience. Anyway, you, you don't always live to it. No, we, we've just gone through periods where we've had to work a yeah. lot, way too much. Our, our boundaries were bent. Definitely. Um, <laughs> sometimes you don't have a choice and yeah. that's, that's, that's okay as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it might just be a short period of pain mm. and you have to recognize you're going to have days yeah. um, that are really bad days, but um, uh, try and change, try and work for change, incremental change. It's not going to change overnight. Friend of the the podcast, Jay Merrilies, was mm. talking to something about to me about something a couple of weeks ago, which was, um, you know, if if you consider what your baseline of of you know, be it your boundaries or you know your nutrition or your health, your exercise, your wellness, whatever it is, whatever your baseline is, it's never going to be always on that line. It's going to go up and mm. down and around it. Mm. But if you find that the, the the floor at which you're willing to go down to is a little bit higher or the average is that little bit higher, mm. then that's good. Yeah, definitely. Because it's like, yeah, you're going to have times where you dip below. Mm. That's mm. fine. That's human. Mm. But if you can, one, yeah, the average is better. Definitely. One of the great things I learned um, from Beyond Blue was around the mental health continuum. Okay. Um, our mental health is not a static state. Mm. Yep. And I think um, the reason that I like that is sometimes I would think, oh, I'm either mentally healthy or I'm mentally not. Mm. It, it's not like that. It's a continuum. When we move along that continuum, and we can be flourishing and thriving and really healthy and really good. And then stress, which is part of every day, comes into our life, and, and we need to be able to deal with that. We mm. can't just go, oh, I don't want any stress because that's not going to happen. Mm. Life's not like that. So like, a stress comes in, and we often move around. So if you think about um, COVID, yep. um, for me personally, um, at the beginning of that, my I moved along that continuum excessively because there were all these things happening in the world, and I was mm. like, oh, my gosh, what's, we're not going to live till for another year. It's all mm. going to implode or something so you move along there and i think that that's um a natural thing and i think it's really important that people perhaps take that to consideration because every day is not a good day Mm. however if the stress keeps building up if you don't put these boundaries around if you're not looking after yourself and you're moving along that continuum and things get tougher you start to struggle more 
you start to, um, you know, be feel, um, you know, trapped or things are just getting too much. If you're moving along there, then that's an important time to self-assess and go, wait a minute, mm. maybe I'm moving along that continuum. Maybe the stress is getting too much. What am I doing about it? Yeah. And I'm a big advocate of personal responsibility when it comes to mental health. Yeah. Now, some yeah. people say I'm too busy in my business. That's ridiculous, Tim. Mm. And mm. I would say you're too busy not to do it. That's mm. it, yeah. Because what's the consequence? So if you're moving along that continuum, if you're not taking care of you and it starts to get quite dramatic or quite um, catastrophic, then you're going to really need help. Mm. You might have to step out of your business. So what are you doing when you feel the pressure coming? So how are you dealing with it? What are you as an individual business owner doing mm. to take care of you and to look after you? Yeah. And that's not a selfish act. Yeah. How are you looking after your lifestyle, your thoughts, your relationships, your work, your boundaries? How are you putting all that together? Yeah. Mm. I, th I think as well, you know, specifically small business, but also you know, it could relate to anyone who has a bit of anxiety because you, you're going to focus in as, on something as, as the big problem. But yeah. if, um, if you're in a small business, it can seem like the entire world. Your, your world will fall apart if this thing at work goes wrong because mm. you've invested in you know, We spoke to uh, Sarah Cotton, a psychologist a few weeks ago mm -hmm. on the podcast about you know, how much your identity is wrapped into your business. Mm. So it can feel like, no, this has to happen because this is me. You yeah. know, my business is me. I need to do this thing. But really, it's just work at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and you can take a step back and mm. you can go look after yourself and go for the walk. And the world won't fall apart usually. Yeah. You know, it's and I think it's hard to remember that, though. Mm. It is like it's yes. we all struggle with that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And, and I think Sarah's right that we are often wrapped up in our identity at work and mm. we can't see a way out of that. And then that's often when support comes in when we mm. need help mm. when we need somebody else to help us mm. yeah. and that's not failure and if we're struggling the sooner we seek help the better it is yeah not when you're at that catastrophic time rock bottom that <laughs> you really yeah, you've hit rock bottom so mm. yeah it's really important to seek that help so that's what we're going to talk about some of the programs that yeah. are available for small business owners because uh -huh. um, there are programs available but I mean even before programs where where do you suggest him people go to seek that help uh, what was your journey with that as well I think um, one of the things that I've built over the years is my mental health toolkit mm, okay um, and in that is some really basic stuff about exercise sleep and diet around you know, how do I how do I keep my thoughts positive? What am I doing around practicing gratitude? What am I how am I staying social without being overly social but might impact me in a different way? Mm. And how am I putting those boundaries around work? And then when things get tough, how do I what are the things I go to in that toolkit? So I've built that over the years. Now for each person it's different. Um, and it's you know, there's some really simple things. I always start with exercise, sleep, and diet. That's mm. really important. Mm. So, so build your own um, mental health toolkit. Understand what the triggers are in your life. So you guys will have triggers that will increase stress. So it might be work-related. It might be 
personal related, it might be a family related. Mm, yeah. um, so what are they? And when those things start to happen, identify them and go, I really need to be a bit careful now because this is happening and I know that it's it increases my stress level where it's a trigger for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, and really be kind of honest with yourself about what those, those are. Mm. Um, and then often we will need to potentially go to external help. So I, I'm a speaker for Beyond Blue. They've got a lot of great resources. Um, they've got, you know, you know, really good programs. They do have, so there's two, two things I'll, I'll touch on. There's um, a website called um, Heads Up. Dot org.au. Mm. It's a really, really good website. Okay. Um, and that has a lot of information for small business owners, whether you're a leader, a owner, um, a staff member, uh, whoever it is. So that's mm. headsup.org.au. That's really good. Cool. The other thing is um, their program um, called New Access for Small Business. Yep. Um, so maybe we can just spend a few minutes just touching yeah, on Yeah, let's that. dive into it. Let's dive into that because I, I know a little bit. I know that it involves a few sessions with a um, like a mental health coach or or, 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 um, or something. But as far as that, it's like any further than that, I'm not sure what's actually involved. So I'd, I'd yeah. love to know more because these are things that I think you were saying earlier, Tim, we could be telling our clients about this and, yeah. and other accountants can be telling their clients about it. Because I think if you go, um, I need, um, I'm struggling at work or, I, you know, Google something, you're going to get all this information. I've done yeah. it before and you think, oh my God, where am I going to go? And mm. you know, how? Do, and then that becomes overwhelming itself. Like, how okay. do I read through all that? Um, how, how do I have time for that? Yeah, exactly. So um, Beyond Blue, uh, two or three years ago, wanted to put a program um, together for small business owners because of all the things we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. You know, often... Um, when your business is struggling, you go to an expert. You yep. guys are experts. If I was struggling in my business, I go to an accountant often mm. um, because I need expert advice of, you know, things are going off the rails a bit. Yep. But when I'm struggling, often I don't know where to go to or mm. I go, oh, well, I'll just, the accountant will fix, the accountant will fix the business so that'll fix me. Mm. Not saying that I, I want you to be um, my counsellor. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we I think sometimes mm. we think that, that if we wrap it all up together, it'll all just fix itself. Yeah. yeah. So they put together a program, um, New Access for Small Business. What I love about it is a couple of things. One is it's free. It's mm. cool. That is good. Yeah. That's really it's a good. Tight ass tip. <laughs> one of it, yeah. One of it, one, one other one is that it um, does not require a doctor's referral. Yeah, that's good. So if you think some people are shy away from that from an insurance perspective or they just don't want it on their health record for whatever reason. For so sure. um, it also is a program of six sessions um, specifically for that person. Mm, wow. So they can make, you can make an inquiry. You go, I'm struggling. And I think about uh, what I, maybe a couple of things I said before was the sooner you get help, the better. Yeah. So don't wait mm. for it to be catastrophic. You know, if, you, if your business is struggling or if you're struggling and over the last two or three years, a lot of small businesses have every right to be struggling because there's been a lot of stuff thrown yeah. at them. Absolutely. Definitely. Been mm. horrific in times. Yeah. Mm. So you can apply for it. Um, you must be the business owner mm-hmm. and it's for small business under 20 employees. Okay. Okay. 
which is uh, that's good because often bigger um, bigger businesses might have access to EAP yeah. and, and and which is something it's a gap that small businesses don't really have access yeah. to that support. Mm-hmm. especially the owner of the business. Yeah. So I, I really like that this is filling that gap. Mm. And as I've said, um, when I've done a lot of these um, talks about program, you can't outsource it. You can't send a staff member. No. Yeah. You, you need to turn up. Um, <laughs> and Imagine when you that. do, and you get accepted, um, or one other caveat is if you're on another program, so you may be seeing a psychologist or getting some other help, you can't run two programs at once. Okay. Okay. It's counterintuitive. So yeah. um, you you come along, you apply to the program, they do an initial assessment, mm. and then they set out with that, that assess, uh, um, assessment five other sessions mm. that they'll work through with you. That's cool. And – the thing about that is they're about um, 30 minutes, I think they are, each week. Um, they are all about you. Hmm. So, yes, there's a, a fundamental um, way that they run them, but also they listen to the individual. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, when they do the initial se- session, um, clinical psychologist, uh, I think, is involved. So if they identify that maybe... I apply for it and maybe I'm struggling way more than I think. Mm. They'll um, refer they'll you on. Probably, they'll do an assessment there and, mm. help, and help you with that. Mm. Um, and then you have the sessions there run. Um, what I, the other thing I think is really cool is they're run from eight in the morning to eight at night. Oh, wow. So you can choose your time. Mm. So some people are morning people, some are afternoon, some have to be at the office early, some yep. like to get away, what, whatever it suits you. I think it's really good. Hmm. And the other thing is the coaches. Um, have a small business background. They're yeah. not some clinical psychologists. So they're, they've been in the small business realm. Obviously, they're guided by um, the program. Um, and it's run by Richmond Fellowship Queensland RFQ. So they're very well um, known people. Mm, I've nice. heard firsthand from participants and I've heard firsthand from coaches. Um, and they are excellent. Cool. And the results that they're getting are really good. And I think the main thing that the main message that I've heard is those sessions give the participant some of those tools that I was kind of talking about in the yeah. mental health toolkit um, to carry with them forward, not mm. just during those sessions. Yeah, for the rest of their life, really. Yeah, because stress is going to come back. Mm. So how will I deal with it next time? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to remove the stress forever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you have, as you said, a, a bit of a toolkit that you can use to help mitigate, you know, your own reactions to things. Mm-hmm. And and if obviously you need further, you know, um, professional care, you'd go continue seeing a psychologist and work on whatever is mm-hmm. there. But mm-hmm. but at least this is some, some support and some help that you can get that a lot of small business owners just generally don't have access to otherwise. So I think this is such a great concept. Love it. Love it. Amazing. And for, you know, for accountants and bookkeepers and people that are seeing those small businesses in distress, it's just a nice thing to offer. You don't yeah. have to take them along. You don't, you don't have to do anything other than I've heard about this program. Yeah. It might be right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, sometimes that's all you need to do. And then that's up to the individual to um, research it, you know, 
give the company a call, give them a call. That's such a good mm. point that you've raised. Actually, is is if you're an accountant, for instance, or or you 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 know other small business owners. Let's say you're you're a tradie and you just happen to know a lot of other small business owners, and and you notice someone is struggling mm. who is a small business owner. It's hard to know how to broach that subject Definitely. without maybe feeling like you're crossing a line, or or because there is some stigma attached to it. You don't want to mm. offend them or upset them. Yeah. Um, so it is handy to know how do, how do I tell someone that? Yeah. How, how do I say, hey, it seems like you're struggling. Yeah. Um, and as you just said, Tim, I've heard of this program. It's, people seem to really like it and get some great benefits from it. Maybe go yeah. check it out. Yeah, I think um, that's a really good point. Mm. Um, often people are a little nervous mm. to have a chat to somebody. But um, what I've, again, what I've learned from Beyond Blue is – if you are, if you um, go into that conversation with care, with empathy, mm. with concern, and if you simply just ask them, "How are you going? Mm. Are you okay?" I mean, it can be simple words like that. Or yeah. I've noticed in a meeting a number of times now that you just don't seem very present. Is everything okay? Mm. Um, right. Rather than try and assess that, oh, are you struggling? Are you unwell or mm. <laughs> yeah. suffering from, you know, yeah. something else? It's it's just, it's a soft thing. And then they may open up or they may not. And whatever answer they give you is okay. Yeah, definitely. It's their answer. But if you then say, well, I'm here whenever you want to have a chat. Mm. Mm. A really good friend of mine in, who works with Beyond Blue did that to me the other day. Just... He said, oh, it's great to see you. Um, you know, if you ever need a chat, just let me know. Yeah. Um, and awesome. and or if they might say, yeah, I'm really struggling a bit, here, here's a program I've heard about. Yeah. I've heard it's got good results. Mm. And you don't need to really say much more than that. And just that care. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, yep. you know, this topic of mental health can be really heavy. You know, mm. it's, it's because when we talk about it, it's usually because someone is not doing well. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling it, and they're not happy, and they're, um, you know, they might have anxiety, they might have depression, they're they're just not coping. Um, and so when we talk about it, it does get very heavy. Yep. But really, we should also be thinking about the positive side of this: is that it is a spectrum of feeling. <laughs> yeah. And mental health is also being happy and present and mm. feeling good, and this is what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. And uh, let's, I think it's, I just wanted to, to mention that as well because, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we can get quite heavy about it, but really we should be thinking, hey, this is a positive thing. It's a positive yeah. step. Let's try and push this. That's a really good point. Mm. And share your mm. joy in how you look after yourself. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, when we started this, um, you asked the photo that I've got behind is a Bronte pool. Mm. That's my happy place. I swim nice. there nearly every day. Mm. Um, it's my go-to place to kind of center myself. It's awesome. Now it delivers on exercise, but it also delivers on, you know, mindfulness and gratitude and all sorts of things that I do there. Mm. So share that with someone and kind of that's why whenever I do a Zoom thing, I put that photo behind because people ask me, where is that? (laughs) Some might recognize it, where is it? And it starts a bit of a conversation. I can just simply say to someone, it's my happy place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people might go, well, what's that? And then you just have a little bit of a conversation with about um, what you do to take care of you. Mm. So what do you, t- what do you two gentlemen do? 
yeah, uh, well, when I'm when things are going well <laughs> and my routine's in place, mm-hmm. uh, the thing that is my the place that is my happy place is uh, I've been doing a lot of morning walks along the beach near my house, um, and I, I try and get there for the sunrise. Put my feet in the sand, walk along. No headphones, no music, no nothing. Just just me and myself for twenty minutes or so. Yeah, that that grounds me, makes me feel happy. Yeah. I haven't been doing it for the past two months because it's been cold <laughs> and dark <laughs> and dark, but so I, I want to get back to it. Um, but yeah, that's definitely hmm. one thing that I try and do. It's a good one. Um, for me, I've rediscovered it recently because I went through a few rough months of sleep uh, with the baby and uh, I just did not have time to exercise. Work was getting busy and life was busy. As soon as I went home, just helping out with things. Um, but yeah, I, I went to a... A 5.30 a.m. workout class mm. uh, about a month ago because I was already awake at like mm. 4.30 because of the baby and um, and I felt so tired but I was like, oh, I'll just go and do this and it uh, really reminded me like, geez, that clears my head so much. Mm. It was a big, big uh, reminder for me to keep exercising Wh- whether it's a, a class, a workout class or a run or a walk or a little bit of weights it's um, mm. it's hard. It feels really hard to get mm. up early and to make the time to do it. But yeah. man, I felt so much better after doing it. And since then, I've been sticking to that. So yeah, that's my that's my happy place. That's really cool. And the interesting thing for me um, is that I could hear in both of your voices <laughs> the joy you got out of that, and I could just <laughs> yeah. about. Um, down, I could just about picture the beach with you. <laughs> and I love the fact that you said I didn't take my phone or my headphones. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you were completely out one. Mm. And mm. and um, even for you, Tim, like I could hear that uh, when I was up in the morning, so I thought I'd do something with mm. that time. Mm. So it, it's interesting how a little bit infectious that became mm. just hearing you talk about it. Yeah, that's a good, good point. It is a good point. Really good point. <laughs> it's a great point. Well, yeah. Tim... I've, I've loved talking about this with you. Um, where can people go to find out more information uh, about Beyond Blue, about the, the new access program? Uh, where, where should they go? Okay, well, you can simply Google um, new access for small business. Mm. You could go onto the Beyond Blue site and look for um, new access for small business. Um, there's a um, – and, and people can call one three hundred. Nine four five three zero one, and that's specifically to get through to that program. Cool. Or if you go onto the website, you can email as well. Some people like to talk. Some people like to mm. do it do it in a written format. Okay. It's whatever suits you. But probably most importantly, if they just hopped onto the website and had a look at what the program consists of, they could get much more information than I've told you today. They can um, get a real feel for it, and I think that's a great spot um, spot to start. But just remember that there's support out there Mm. and there's probably a lot more than people think there is. And whether it's the new access program or something else, Mm. there is support. And I would encourage everybody that if they're feeling like that stress has been going on for a couple of weeks, like really stressful, then Mm. maybe it's time to, to do something. Even if it's simply checking with your GP, it's going to be as simple as that. But um, these programs are really good. It's amazing what you can cope with. Uh, mm. until the straw breaks the camel's back. And yeah, yep. it's, uh, if you can just beat that point where you're not quite <laughs> exactly, at rock bottom, yeah. it could be a bit easier to get on top of things and 
and uh, and feel a bit better. So, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Build your mental health toolkit. Find out what mm-hmm. um, those things that you want to put in there, and then you go to that. Like you're going to the beach and you're going to the mm-hmm. gym. That's mm-hmm. part of your mental health toolkit. So, yeah, I and love it. Yeah, I love it, Tim. And it's, it's not it's not meant to be easy. No. <laughs> None of it's meant to be easy. It is a constant mm. work in progress. You, you, yeah. Like, Tim, I'm sure you've got your toolkit, but you've got to constantly come back to it and work on it, mm. probably. So. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, that, that ends our main topic for today. Uh, Tim, one thing I forgot to warn you on is that we do have another thing, which is just a recommendation <laughs> of a book, movie, app, whatever you, you're into at the moment. Uh, we'll go first to give you a second to try and think of one up here. Um, Tim, have you got anything you'd like to recommend right now? Or, or uh, yeah, another yeah thing? I've got one. Yeah? Um, it's the Bondi to Manly Trail. Uh, have you heard of that, Dan? Uh, yeah, because you did it once. Yeah, I did it a few years ago, yeah. and I raised a bunch. I raised a bunch of money for Beyond Blue, hey. which is like, uh, yeah. you know, so just a good reminder to people that uh, if you are doing a challenge or raising yeah. funds, Beyond Blue is a great cause to put that money towards. Absolutely, great, mm. great other thing, Tim. Raise money for Beyond Blue. Uh, I my favorite part of you doing that actually not only was the raising the money great, but yeah. the photo of you twenty k's in sitting in the gutter <laughs> <laughs> because you just weren't doing very well. But you made it. You did it. You did the whole thing. Tim, so you're in Sydney. Uh, have you ever done the Bondi to Manly or parts of it? The walk? You're in or? Sydney? Or uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where yeah, Bronte, Bronte. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Dan. Sorry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've done that. Um, uh, yeah. It's a pretty awesome walk, but I uh, I couldn't run for like two months before. The, I had trained. I got to like 35 Ks of running in my training runs and then I got a knee injury. Couldn't run for two months. And then just the week before we were going to try this challenge, uh, I came good again. Mm. So uh, I did one run about 10 Ks. Yep. I was like, all right, we're going to do this. 20 Ks in, hit the brick wall because I was not used to all the coastal stairs and ups and downs and hills. It just killed oh, me. Killed yeah, it is. Me. It's tough on the knees. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. cool. Nice one. You guys got another thing? Yep. Uh, my other thing um, this week is uh, I, I'm by the time this airs, I, I'm probably halfway through uh, Lightbringer by Pierce Brown, which is the, <laughs> we occasionally talk about the series Red Rising. Great series. Uh, this The sixth book, sixth book comes Six, out yeah. this week. And uh, I'm just preemptively giving it a, another thing recommendation because oh. I just think it's going to be good. I'm so keen. I'm just keen to read it. I'm, I'm keen gonna to dive in. that in Europe. I yeah. Think. Nice yeah. one. Nice one. Mm. Um, so a couple of things. One is thank you for raising money for Beyond Blue because <laughs> no matter what it is, um, all money is welcome. So if there's if mm. people are giving a dollar or they're giving ten dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's such a great organisation. They do wonderful things. I've had a great pleasure um, being a volunteer for them. So mm. I get to I get to do lots of fun things, but I get to see how wonderful they are. They are very very special people, and they're helping lots of people in need. Yeah. So thank you um, oh, Tim, for your donation. My pleasure. Um, my, <laughs> mine is um, the Resilience Project. Oh. And that's Finding Happiness Through Gratitude, Empathy and Mindfulness. Now, I I, actually, it's a book. Yeah. I actually yeah. listened to the, um, uh, the uh, um, audio book of it mm. as I was walking around the park during COVID. It's the Resilience Project. Mm. It is outstanding. Okay. I have to give that a listen. I really, have to check I really this enjoy out. that. But also because... It's finding happiness through gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness, and those are three things. In particular, gratitude mm. um, that I practice every single day. 
Nice. That's great. And see how it changes you. Well, that's that's a, that's a great recommendation. I am uh, I'm grateful for you, Tim, for coming on the podcast <laughs> and talking to us today about mental health. Gratitude. Yeah, thank like you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if people want to find us, all the usual spots, two drunk accountants. Uh, on all the social medias, uh, au. If you want to join up for the early access to the Accountability Buddies, uh, make sure you're jumping in on that. And uh, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. But Dude. other than that, uh, we'll see you next week. Well, I guess I will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Calculate. Thanks very much, gentlemen. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim.